You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast. Boy, people love, love, love the phrase Kubshanistan. It's really catching on way you, this, better than I thought it would. You did, yeah. And yeah. To, to break it down a little bit, the part that, is, that I didn't even realize until after I'd used it 40 or 50 times, um, the, the word I... The, the phrase I coined, Kube Shanahan, is anybody that comes from the Kubiak Shanahan tree of offense, which is different than some people think that that's also in the Parcells tree. It's not re- like Shanahan coached for Bill, Par- or for, uh, excuse me, uh, Bill Walsh. Shanahan coached for Bill Walsh, but they actually felt at one point like they had to get rid of Shanahan because he was doing a bunch of stuff that was different from what Bill Walsh likes to do. So they've got a lot of different philosophies and theories and everything. But um, so Kubiak, Shanahan, McVeigh, they all got a lot of the same themes and concepts and ver- uh, verbiage and everything. So I call those people Kub uh, Shanistani. Yeah. And part of it is like the stand part. Like if you stand for somebody, that's a uh, is backing them. Gen X and well, Gen Z and young. No, wait, the millennials and younger would say, yeah, like you stand for somebody. You're a fan of somebody. Yep. So the uh, Kubshanistan. I'm a Kubshanistan. I think it's a perfect word. So if you're from Kubshanistan, you either are one of those coaches or you're a fan of those coaches. Yes. I'm from. I am a Kubshanistan. People love that. I feel like we need a flag. I feel like we need colors. Yeah. Uh, a, a nationwide bird. You know, we need everything. We need an ideology. We already have an ideology. We do. We do. And it's uh, it's centered around the zone run scheme. Being aggressive on first down, something of which, for whatever reason, people don't understand or believe, and they'll constantly say, like, well, they, they, they run it on first down too much. No, they take shots on first down, they too. They do, they do. So, uh, like, being aggressive. The whole, really, one of the big philosophies of uh, Kupchanistani people is, like, we don't want to get the third down. Sure, it's great to be on third down, but I'd much rather get a first down on second down. And the easiest time to, to get peg pass plays sometimes is on first down. We had somebody ask this before, and I can't remember if we answered that part of the question. We It was a Kubshanistan offensive question. Yeah. Did you answer how Damian Pierce would fit into that specifically with his running style? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. I okay. did. And I thought that Damian Pierce, although, you know, Damian's vision – wasn't as good as I had hoped it would be early on. And then he he figured it out as he went along. But the one thing that they do in a Kubshanistani system is um, like more so than most other schemes or coaches, everybody is involved in the run game. The quarterback is involved in the run game and needs to take pride in the run game. That's what one of the things that would drive me crazy about Deshaun Watson was acting like throwing for 300 yards was a good offensive performance. Like, no, scoring points is a good offensive performance. Not to, so it might mean not throwing for 100 yards, but like scoring points is a good offensive performance. But the quarterback takes a lot of ownership of the run game because his fakes, his audibles at the line, all that stuff matters when it comes to the run game. Um, but then the offensive line and the running backs have to be in constant communication, have a feel and an understanding. So you get coached up a lot better at it if the if the coaches that you have running the system actually know what they're doing. And I think Damian Pierce would be ultimately really good in it because one of the big one of the big benefits of a well-executed outside zone system is that you're 
your running backs are rarely getting tackled for a loss or no gain. Usually, even if the defense plays it really well, they're delivering a, a, a tackle from the side instead of the front. So you're not getting stuffed. And Damian Pierce, like Damian Pierce got almost all his yardage after contact last year. Yes. So like yes. having a running back who has a mindset of making another three yards at least after contact, yeah, that fits well with a guy that at various times last year got like 19 yards after seven missed tackles That's on right. one play. Yes. Yeah. It'd be nice for him to be able to just hit that foot. Put his foot in the dirt, cut, and wow, nobody's touching me. What was the actual stat on the Jacksonville run? It was seven missed tackles. It was seven missed tackles on one play. The majority of defenders on the field missed a tackle. There might have been one that missed it twice. Who knows? By the time missed it at the line of scrimmage, then caught up to the play and missed it again. When I went back and graded that, I actually I think it gave it eight missed tackles because the guy who finally got Damian Pierce down still got dragged like four yards. Yeah, that which is as good as a missed tackle. Yes. That's yeah. what rugby does. Rugby grades tackles. I wish more NFL teams would do this because it matters. Like, yeah. so the, they'll grade tackles in terms of do you knock the guy back? Is it a stalemate? Does the guy drag you for a ways? Yeah. And uh, I know some some NFL teams have hired rugby coaches to be their tackling coaches. Yeah. I would imagine those teams probably. Do you get agree with that people. philosophy? Oh hell yeah. 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 I don't like that. Like a Jonathan Owens gets a tackle for tapping a guy as he's going out of bounds 20 yards. Somebody Right. A lot of times linebackers or safeties on bad defenses will get a lot of credit for the number of their tackles. When you look at it, you're like, okay, well, great. He had a bunch of tackles for uh, seven yard gains and that could have been, you know, either minimized or not, you know, they they get dragged four yards on all those tackles. Tackles for loss. Those are the only tackles I really, truly uh, give that sort of shine to. All right. Arian Foster. The Macro Dosing Podcast. Great name for a podcast. This is him and PFT Commenter, part of the Barstool family, um, talking about, and they keep their, their ability to keep a straight face during this conversation and sell it, turned the internet upside down yesterday. Here's Arian Foster being asked about the scripted nature of NFL football. It's funny, before we started taping, uh, Arian was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would mm-hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm-hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one, you'll do this. Week two, you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three, this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four, you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to, did you memorize those before the season started? Or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing <laughs> the script. Like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call. Yeah, because they hate you yeah. and they love the Colts, yeah, that like, sort of thing. Uh, WWF, so it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you still got to put on a show. Yeah. What did yeah. you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? That was 2015. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arian's ability to keep a straight face. No, and them correcting it. That, that yeah. was the best right there. He corrected him because I think you're – you're thinking of old Aaron, where Aaron, when he was a player, got really sick and tired of dealing with the media, and uh, it, like, that's what I was almost expecting. Even though he does this podcast with these guys all the time, uh, so him correct him correcting them to when his career went. It was 2015, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was really good. That was still a shame. Uh, that was a you know Aaron Foster being as good as he was in Bill O'Brien's offense was actually kind of a more of a victory than I think Arian Foster gets credit for in 2014 Yep, because really it wasn't, good. it was a departure from so many times in the Kubshanistan tree. It, the running back doesn't necessarily get as much credit as he could. Cause a lot of people will say, well, he's just, that system just does good things for running back. So Arian at that age and after all those injuries, 
being really effective in that offense was actually uh, impressive to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that Arian Foster and Bill O'Brien connected personally as well as they did. I mean, probably macro dose together. Maybe. They did the hero's maybe. journey. O'Brien uh, could have used some yeah. of that macro dose. Probably did, yeah. I think uh, it would have helped. That's how O'Brien needs, he just needs to work on a couple things. Yeah, well, I, we haven't been around him enough for the last couple of years. Maybe he has worked on a couple of things. I think he's been on a deep healing journey and is a This I think about Bill O'Brien. I think Bill O'Brien is intelligent enough to observe what failed him yeah. when he fell out of favor here. Uh, I don't know that he's got the impulse to then go work on those things. I can see, I can see O'Brien. <laughs> that's, that's like he's a very intelligent person. So I don't think like he's I don't think he's he's dumb or naive to the fact that. He was a big reason why he flunked out here. I, there were other reasons, but I, I think Bill O'Brien would get to the point in therapy yeah. where he would get right to the point where he realized that, like, oh, he could blame some other people for some of the things uh, that have happened to him, and like he would just arrest it right there, and he would go out and just like uh, uh, he would. He would be like, I, that's enough for me. I know who to blame. Yeah, and yeah. he'd go and he'd like leave a scathing message for his for his mom or something. And I can't believe you said like all these uncovered memories and everything. He would halt the growth right there, and yeah. he and he'd get that look he would get at the end of one of his bad press conferences. Would be like, oh, we good? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and walk out. <laughs> um, so would he get to the point, the annoying point, where people just can't stop talking about the revelations they've had in their own therapy? You're like, okay, great. This is, boy, I'm so happy for you, but this is this is the worst thing that could have happened to our friendship. That's okay. Okay, so what? But wait, but let me tell you about the dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so, as far as Arian Foster goes and the scripting of the NFL, first of all, the reactions to it were hysterical yesterday. Um, to that bit of audio that you just heard. And it did get a lot of people thinking, like, okay, who are the players that, if they got handed their script at the beginning of the year, yeah. would have been like, okay, holy bleep. Boy, this this goes sideways like season Shab. five of The Sopranos. Shab in 2013. Shab in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been sad, too. It would have been like your character is getting killed off. Are you telling me I'm getting killed off of Houston Texans? In 2013? an embarrassing fashion. Right, right. That you're going to have to like, oh, somebody's going to burn a jersey in my yes, yard. Yes, yes. Like when the guy Gigi on The Sopranos died taking a crap <laughs> on the yeah. toilet. Like oh. that's, that's how my character is going to... If I if I was in The Sopranos, I would want to die in the most badass way possible. Or yeah, Game of Thrones when What's-His-Face got shot through the heart uh, while he was sitting on the... Pooper. Yeah, Tywin Lannister. Yeah. yeah if you, that's, that's the rule. If you're a character on a TV show and you die on the toilet, the the producers and the directors hate you. Yeah, oh, that's really? their way. Really? Of saying, no, that's my theory. Oh, that's my. But it's a good theory, right? If your character not very fair to that for to that actor. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if they hate you personally, like yeah. that's how they kill you off. I don't know. I feel like I would like the guy that played Tywin Lannister, and now you're painting him as somebody that must be just so, so just miserable. A theory. That they, they it's just theory. You the, never know how these guys are behind the scenes. So David Cully getting the script and then promptly losing it and forgetting all of his cues and marks and everything <laughs> yes. would be one thing. <laughs> no, David Cully. That's the admirable thing about him in 2021. Yeah. It was all improv. Because he, yeah. he didn't memorize or couldn't remember or left the script at home, that kind of thing. Lovey Smith would. That's he, why. That's why he didn't know why to, when to challenge or not challenge or let they the Patriots left the score. Script. Somebody he left the. Forgot. Yeah. 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 They need yeah. one of those uh, those grips or whatever. A they prompter. Could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lovey Smith threw out the script in the last game. He oh, went for two. According to people, yeah. I mean that's a look. 
Some people actually rogue. took this Arian Foster thing seriously. A whole lot of people are taking the theory that Lovey okay. Smith was uh, giving a uh, bleep you to to the Texans by going for it at the end of the game. That somehow the the previous fifty nine minutes when he was trying to win the game. Yeah. Um, that didn't mean anything at all, but trying to win the game at the end of the game as opposed to the first 59 minutes was somehow a bleep you to the Texans. I, like you, I went and watched a lot of national coverage of things yeah. on this D'Amico Ryan's hire yesterday, including going back and watching what people were saying before D'Amico even interviewed for the job. Like Stephen yeah. A. Smith saying black people need not apply. Yeah, yeah. That very segment, Michael Irvin was in that segment, and he was obviously vibing a lot of the same things that, that Stephen A. Smith was yeah. in that segment. But one of the things Michael Irvin kept saying, and I'm like, do I pull this audio or am I just peeling off a wound that it's water under the bridge? He was saying that Lovey Smith, like he was saying this, so he was like speaking it into truth that Lovey Smith got fired because he won. Because they won the right. final yeah, game yeah, of the year. Yeah, because yeah. he cost them, because he cost them the number one pick yeah. in the draft. And he was talking about it as if it were an actual report. I, re I remember that. Yeah. I feel it, and what I feel like it was doing? because somebody, I don't know. I don't and know. And I could tell you right now, someone told me to lose, I would punch them square in the mouth. <laughs> like, that's right. awesome. When, and you, and in, you probably would, but he's not fired for that. And when, in fact, actually, um, there's a very, very good chance that Lovey Smith was specifically told, like, go win this football game. Yes, go try to win this a football A very game. good chance. I do think, I don't like that, you know, like, Shannon Sharp will do it, and he says it, like, more, <laughs> he's, He's thought it through more when he talks about it, but he kind of more, I think he's saying it more jokingly about when Lovey gave the, uh, gave the finger to the Texans basically by going for it. I do feel, I don't like when people say that just because I feel like it's a, it's a bit of a, it's not a, like, I feel like Lovey Smith is classier than that. Yeah. Like, I do feel like Lovey Smith was doing that because he did go into that with the idea of like, yeah, we're going to try to win the game. Yes. You know, like it. I, I did like play it out in your mind, everybody. If Lovey Smith had kicked the extra point there or called for the extra point, there would have been an overtime. At that point, did you expect Lovey Smith to just go out and like instruct his guys not to Roll try to get over. first downs yeah. or anything? Right, there, right. It wasn't. There was over. Overtime exists. I still don't understand when people talk about that game why they act like overtime doesn't exist. I don't get it. Like you're Donovan McNabb, uh, who didn't realize that games could end in a tie. tie. It's the opposite of that. Yeah. Where now you assume that they can end in a tie all the time. Yep. So. I do feel like it's insulting to Lovey Smith that Lovey Smith in that moment would be petty like that. Yeah. Because I don't think that was a deal. I'm sure he wasn't stoked about everything. Right. But I don't feel like, like, how about Lovey Smith was just trying to win a football game? Yeah. You know, like, can you at least do him that respect? Right. And that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. Um, people weighing in on the trailer wheel and frame text page about different scripts. <laughs> and we've, we've, we've got, this one was on our list, but uh, 4989, Aaron Hernandez script would suck. Oh, jeez. Magic. Like, literally getting killed off. I saw a lot of DeMar Hamlin jokes about the script and I felt it's weird because DeMar Hamlin I think is going to be just fine and yeah. a-okay but there's something about that situation that still feels like I don't know if it's I don't know if I, I'm not comfortable joking about it. Yeah. Uh, about DeMar Hamlin no but I will getting say the this. Script for what oh, getting the yeah. script for what happened. What about when they scripted uh, in such a way that the broadcast would be handled uh, in such a way when he returned to Buffalo that uh, it would invite all kinds of conspiracy theories about DeMar <laughs> Sitting Hamlin in not the, actually in, being in, the game. in the booth, yeah. yeah. Someone said on the on the trailer wheel and frame text page, we were talking earlier about the 3 and 3.59. Yeah. 3.59 today is the start time for the press conference, 59 for D'Amico Ryan's jersey number. And we were asking folks, what is the 3 for? Someone said, that's the Texans tribute to DeMar Hamlin. <laughs> His jersey number. Remember, everybody's putting threes on the field. Oh and yeah, the threes. yeah. So like, Demar oh, Hamlin. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Demar Hamlin. I think we're done with the Demar Hamlin tributes. Uh, Lamentations three fifty nine. Lord, you have seen the wrong done to me. 
uphold my cause. Is that a legit Bible verse? Yeah. Okay. Can we can we apply and that? Seth just to recited that out of memory. He did not read it off the trailer <laughs> wheel and frame text page. Lord, you have seen the wrong done to me. Uphold my cause. I feel like that's the uh, that's appropriate. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm here for that. I'm I'm definitely here. For, I'm here what? for the appropriate Bible verse. You know, have one listener that doesn't like when I quote Bible verses, and I'm not even really picking. I'm not making fun of the Bible verses at all. all. That listener needs to get a get a grip because I actually I've uh, I've been more tempted to read the Bible more often lately. More often, uh, just because uh, when I get the when I'm reading these when I'm reading these verses, my interest is peaked. Like, yeah. I'm like, what wrong was done to this person in Lamentations? Yeah, yeah. I need to go read it and find out. <laughs> Boy, that's a tease. I tell you, this Bible is full of teases. Where can I buy a Bible? <laughs> Do they sell them at gas stations? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I think you can. Gas station Bible? <laughs> <I know. Okay. laughs> We gotta get out. Make got, your make your joke that's gonna get Darren you canceled. Yeah, go ahead, no, Sean. No, go ahead, no. do your little accent, yeah, Sean. No, go no, ahead, do all of no, it. You, no, you, no, you pig. No, you no, Gen no. X, I, you Gen X bigot pig. I don't need the heat from the trailer wheel and frame. The two, the two people they get mad at me on the trailer. Go ahead, text use whichever page. cliche I'm a religious name person. of a convenience store worker that you're gonna use. No squat about okay. Catholicism and having gone to a Catholic unit. You were gonna make a Catholic quiz for me too. By the way, oh, a Catholic quiz! Remember that you were going to quiz me on Catholicism. Did, did you have to get? Uh, did you have to pass a test to get confirmed? Uh, back in the way, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, like you know, Sunday school and all that stuff. Yeah. So if I were to ask you, um, well, let's do it later because uh, we, we're a little over right now. I, I didn't. This I could thought, go any I number. There's always room for the Lord. Apparently yeah, <laughs> not. Thanks, Seth. You've never been to a junior high Catholic high school dance. Yeah. Darren Ravel, Action Network, joins us next. Prop bets on the Super Bowl. We'll talk to Darren Ravel. About that and uh, Ravel's coming on. Ravel's coming on. We haven't talked to him in forever. Behold, yep, we got Ravel. He's next. Stay there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, we've got D'Amico Ryan's press conference today oh. at uh, right around 4 o'clock, 3.59 p.m. to be exact. Um, tomorrow on the show, 7.30 a.m., Texans GM Nick Casario will join Seth and I on the show, so we'll talk in a little more detail. He'll be at the press conference today as well. Yeah. Um, so we've got that tomorrow at 7.30. You know it's curiously not mentioned all that much? What's that? It, uh, it's not a secret or anything, but the, uh, this is the team that traded D'Amico Ryans away as well. So I wonder if he gets asked about that today. 
I, it was all handled so amicably, and it was just the difference in scheme. You know, yeah. he's a he's a 4-3 linebacker, and yeah. they were moving to a 3-4. But it just made a lot of sense, and it was all handled so well. It's a good that, trade. They got yeah. they got the picks they used on Ben it, Jones and and, uh, and Brandon Brooks. Out and it was a good field. time to do it just because, you know, the, the, the defense had made a lot of progress. Yes. It, just, it made a lot of sense. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's weird. I guess it's notable that it's not notable. Like right, yeah, I think it's kind right. of emblematic of the way D'Amico handles things. There's not there's not a lot of undue or unnecessary drama. Uh, joining us right now on the hotline, we got the Super Bowl coming up next week, and um, <gasps> there's going to be a lot of gambling going on in the Super Bowl. This just in. Is this is this going to be Darren Ravel? It is Darren Ravel of the Action <laughs> Network joining. It's been a while since we've chatted with him. How you doing, dead. Darren? What's up? What's up? Hey, we're going to get to your um, your uh, partnership with DraftKings here in just a second, but. Uh, I would imagine activity for you, like business is booming right now over at the Action Network. How much How much do they expect to be wagered on the Super Bowl this year? I mean, legal and illegal, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, I'd, I mean, so Vegas is normally like 100, Nevada is 175 million. But then, you know, you, you, you add up everything. You're probably over a billion legally. Legally now. So, yeah, okay, let me ask you about that because I know in some states where they've legalized marijuana, for instance, there is still a black market because the taxes are high or because of whatever reason. Is there is there still a black market for gambling in states that have legalized sports gambling? There is. There is. Why is there that? Is, right. People are comfortable with their bookie. People are comfortable with. I, I mean, I guess the bookie bookie could give you uh, you know margin and and we'll say okay, all right, you're negative, you know. 50,000. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm willing to take that, that, that seems to be the only thing for me. Um, you know, the, the, the only thing that I would say, like, why would you do it if it's legal in your state? Especially like with Sean, Sean's first experience with gambling was what your, your dad took you down to the barbershop. I, well, I was at the barbershop right after I got out of college. <laughs> yeah. It was the barbershop I always went to when I was a kid yeah. and it was the Super Bowl between the, the first bills Cowboys Super Bowl back yeah. in like 1992 and I was just sitting there talking to my barber who'd cut my hair since I was like nine yeah. years old. 30, 30 years ago yesterday. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Darren. And, and I yeah. said, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd love to place a wager on this game. He said, hang on one second. Walked no. over to the phone, Yeah. got on the phone, and said, hey, Tommy, I got one for you. And then I oh said, yeah, and then, and then he hangs up and he says, uh, yeah, like, yeah, kind of like Pulp Fiction right there. And spider caught a, the web caught a fly or whatever. Spider caught a fly. But he sent me over to the sporting goods store yeah. where I used of to course. buy all my soccer gear and basketball gear as a kid. And the guy who owned that sporting goods store, he said, uh, okay, well, here's the phone number you need to call. And a guy named Jack is going to answer the phone <laughs> and you'll get the lines every night. Wow. Yeah, there was a third wow. guy you had to talk to. Yeah, That's man. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is, that is the definition of a go-between. That's oh, my absolutely. God. Yeah, and if we got over a certain number each week. I would either go pick up an envelope or drop off an envelope at the end of the Amazing. week. They ever try to get you to work for them? No, yeah, uh, no, I never thought about they never, it. They never tested your capacity for never, violence or no, anything. Yeah, like, no. uh, yeah, exactly. Sean, you owe us five thousand dollars. Well, I don't have it. Well, here are four guys you're going to have to go shake down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's easier now, right, Darren? It's it's easier now. It's easier now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. So you got a thing going on now. Um, the I've never seen this before. There is an ad that Coors Light and Miller Light are doing where people can actually go bet on this ad. What is going on? Right. With this? Well, it's not. It's 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 not a bet. So okay. I, listen, 
as, as you know, prop betting has exploded. Yeah. Um, you know, in general, you think about, um, you know, the, the, the fridge and, and that Super Bowl, and yeah. that's kind of what started prop betting. Uh-huh. And now, you know, the coin toss is ridiculous now. The amount of money that is bet on the coin toss is absurd levels, which is, I mean, I guess you're sitting on the couch, right? And you're just, you, you want to bet, yep, I got that. It was heads. You know, people... I feel like people just love to do it. Um, the national anthem, you you can't really do legally because someone's in control of it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of states don't do that. But the coin toss um, started at that Bills Cowboys Super Bowl uh, at the Imperial Palace um, in Vegas, uh, and uh, and it wasn't heads or tails. It was who would win the coin toss. The Cowboys won the coin toss, and but it's just evolved over the years. So there's been so much prop betting. So. So uh, Molson Coors, you know, Miller, uh, Coors Light, uh, those guys were thinking about how do we, you know, get into the idea of props taking off. And they said, you know what, we're going to have a Super Bowl ad. We're going to make a lot of different versions of it. Only uh, one executive will know which version will run. And we are going to have a contest free to play on DraftKings where people can Take guesses on what will be in the ad. Will it be uh, a Miller a, a Miller Light ad or a Coors Light ad? Uh, what will be the animal behind the bar? Uh, how many people will have facial hair? You know all these things, and it's a there's a five hundred thousand dollar total prize. It's not to one person. It's they'll figure out you know how many people got the highest number of answers, and it's DraftKings free to play. You know it's not. It's not betting, and you don't need to have a you know the sports book uh, app, but it's on DraftKings. Okay, so, so they're just trying they're just trying to get they're just trying to get into the idea of you know this is obviously captivating the nation. Yeah, and the idea that 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 props are out there, and you know what, everyone's giving away. You know, a pet peeve of mine is the Super Bowl ads and giving away the Super Bowl ads ahead of time. We've already seen this. Yeah, so kind of kind of you know take uh. everything out and just say. Do you want someone to be on the edge of their seat? Yeah. And, 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 you know, there's something in it for them. That's genius. It's almost like they're yeah. paying people in a way, paying people to watch their ad. Right. That's kind of what yeah, it is. I mean, hold, someone's going to say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here comes this ad. We have to pay attention. We can't go to the bathroom. I mean, it's saying pay attention here because you could, you know, win money. Okay. So that's interesting. Well, for one, I know our audience is going, okay, we're in Texas. There's no legalized gambling, but that's okay. No, right? no, no, no. Draft. No. Cause you guys have DraftKings, yep. and you can play, you can play fantasy. You yep. can play, right. I mean, you can play fantasy contests and this is free to play. Gotcha. So it, it, it is available in Texas. So what's go. the, yeah. I guess with the, so what's the difference between the national anthem where somebody can control how long it is versus something like that, which is already predetermined in advance and, you're betting on something that's actually already happened. So I, 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 I it's not a bet, right? Like oh, it's I gotcha, not, gotcha. It's, okay. it's, the fact that it's gotcha. free to play is is something gotcha. different, gotcha. you know, than than being, you know, the the national anthem. And hey, you're you're taking bets on it, right? It's a it's a free to play contest, and you know, the people that that guess guess the most, right? This is a total of twelve contests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's a it's a great idea. Do you yeah. think this is something that's just hey, it's a Super Bowl ad and it's a one time a year thing, or do you think there's actually companies looking at this going, man, this is a great way to get attention 
for your ad? I mean, obviously, when everybody starts doing it, it just it just becomes no, but background I, I noise. Think at big, I think at big events, I could see this happening, yeah. right? I mean, again, I feel like we've gone the other way yeah. where people are revealing their ads and like 40% of ads are already revealed, which like, I don't, that's a, that's a bad miscalculation in my mind. Like they say, like, it's, it's almost like the ad directors and, and the chief marketing guys at these firms are saying, Oh, look at this. We got 17 million YouTube hits ahead of time. Right. Yeah. But your commercial is ineffective during the game. Like there's gotta be some cost to that. And I think like in the obsession of the numbers, I think the surprise Super Bowl commercial has somehow gone by the wayside, which makes no sense. You know, Darren, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's going to make it sound like you're you're like a human NASCAR here because it's going to be something uh, that you advertise. But I'm genuinely intrigued by it because I know that you and J.J. Watt are both in on this. But I've no, I've seen these ads for athletic brewing this year, and it seems like it's ramping up. So uh, the non-alcoholic beer athletic brewing which is uh delicious by the way and the, you guys aren't paying me any money to say this yet um <laughs> but i presume it's going pretty well i see jj's in the commercials during the playoffs and everything like that's yeah, uh that, brought, those, I, that's I, not I, cheap real I estate JJ, yeah i brought jj into that deal and uh yeah i mean it you know 2019 people like we we invested in it and uh God, it's the company's worth 20 times what we put it in. But it was always like, why would anyone invest in non-alcoholic beer? And it's like, yeah, well, you know, you're you're 32 years old and, you know, you're 42 years old, whatever. You got kids, you got two regular beers, three, three regular beers in you. It's halftime. And then it's Sunday. Are you going to drink another five beers and try to get home and have a, a have an hour buzz? Or are you going to you 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 going to have a non alcoholic beer and be like it's kind of the same thing, but I'm not going to be like tired and I'll be able to wake up at six o'clock in the morning when it hits Monday. Yeah, and that and that eighty percent of people who drink the athletic beer are are people who also drink alcohol. It's you know it's funny because I would equate it to like. NASCAR or ice hockey, it really is one of those things that you don't appreciate until you do it. Because I was like, the rational argument for me for drinking non-alcoholic beer was like, okay, I yeah. don't like the taste of beer. Or Why just, yeah, like, I'm okay, I just won't drink alcohol. beer. Yeah. Like, but there, there's something about the, ex you don't realize how many other things aside from the alcohol are attached to the ritual of drinking oh, a beer, that, that it really course. is enjoyable. There's a placebo effect yeah. of when you have a can in your hand, you're relaxing, you cross your feet, you you know, I mean, it, there's there's definitely something there that is beyond, and it yeah. tastes good. That's, I call up, I drink your non-alcoholic beer, and I still call up relatives and berate them for things that it, they wronged me with in the past. It's, yep, yeah. it's true. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, so, Darren, DraftKings.com slash high stakes beer ad, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, go go there, go there, and uh, and make your your twelve picks, okay. and then and then you know you obviously gotta gotta get them in before the game starts yep. and then the ad will run and then it will automatically tally. And then they'll figure out, um, you know, who has the most and how the, how that $500,000 it is a free to join contest. It is not yep. a bet. It is a free to join contest. DraftKings.com slash high stakes beer ad. Darren, good to hear your voice, man. Good catching up with you. Hopefully we catch up with you next week. We can talk. Oh, I'll de I'll de I definitely won't disappear next week. <laughs> okay. That's good. a very important week. Yeah. We got to ask you how jury duty went and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
Oh, it was very easy when I when I when I said that it was it was a uh, trial involving a gun. And I said that and this is accurate because you're not going to lie in court. I said that my um, my grandfather's uh, brother uh, was was murdered. And that was and that got me out. So thank you to that guy. Um, no, it's got you. me out of jury killed duty. Your great you know. uncle. <laughs> hey, you, you've you've been you've gone dark before, Darren. That's it. That's so a, the, that's so somebody new... killed your great great uncle. <laughs> yeah. uh, great got uncle. him out of jury duty. <laughs> Favorite relative ever. <laughs> On that it's, note, it's it's, re, it's it's I know it's real it's it's really horrible, but it was an accurate thing that happened. It was unfortunate, but it did get me out of jury duty in twenty twenty. Uh, comedy is tragedy plus time. That's what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you're, you know, some of these new comedians, the time is not uh, right, right, true. right. Hey, Darren, good catch, Darren, good catching up with you. We'll catch up with you, you next week. Thanks, All right, guys. See ya. Okay. Good stuff, Darren Ravel. DraftKings.com/slash High Stakes Beer Ed. I'm filling out my form right after the show is over. I could use five hundred thousand dollars. He said the five hundred thousand isn't one single prize. That's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, how many entries I'm gonna fill out? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> Did you see, oh, there's a thing on Netflix right now called I Want That Jet or Give Me My Jet, whatever it is. It's from the old promotions. I can't even remember which company was doing it. Um, Pepsi, that's right. Pepsi was promising to give away a bunch of stuff. And like as a joke at one of the end of their ads, they had a kid in an, uh, in a, a Harrier jet. And that was supposed to be one of the surprises. It was intended to be a joke, but they didn't put a disclaimer on it. Oh, so geez. this one enterprising young kid oh. went after that jet like he got enough points, which was like like and all they had to like all Pepsi would have had to do is just add a couple of zeros to how many points he needed. But they made it economically feasible to go out and get that. Holy jet. He got investors for it. So it's a documentary. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, and you good. Want, it's a three part documentary. What the and hell? you're thinking, like, how could it be three parts? At the end, you're like, why isn't this a five part documentary? Really? Okay, yes. good, good. Your recommendations have been good lately. So, Ooh, I, that's yeah, fire. yeah. All right, um, I've, been drinking a, I've been drinking the Athletic Brewing Company beer all morning. I can tell feeling you, it, boy, you are feeling it. I tell you. All right, uh, final segment coming up. We will uh, do our final preview of the D'Amico Ryan's press conference. Hey, what are the things we're looking to hear? We'll talk to Landry Locker. Wade Smith is in for John Lopez today. You are listening to Payne and Pender. Yeah. Oh. And we're going to give away Brooks and Dunn tickets in the final segment as well. Let's do that. All right, we'll do that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, it is uh, 3.59 today. D'Amico Ryans gets introduced as the next Texans head coach. Okay, who will be who will be the most famous non-Andre Johnson former Texan at the press conference today? We know Andre's going to be there. He's at everything lately. Um, Do we know if J.J. Watt is going to be there today? I don't know. I don't know either. So it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, Ryan Cushing? Yeah, I've read about Cushing. Jonathan Joseph? Now, okay, you know what? It's interesting. Cushing's a good question in terms of when people talk about various players coming back to be position coaches, I, like realistically, listen, this is what happens when a former player goes back to be a position coach. Usually they've spent at least the first year as a grad assistant um, or an assistant position coach or something. Not a grad assistant, excuse me, quality control coach. Right. It's the equivalent of a grad assistant. It's a um, grad assistant. Yeah, it's kind of a menial job almost. And they, they're, it's, it's an initiation, but it's also an indoctrination and an education so coaching hazing. Is it's all it the is. shuns. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but also, or even if they do they they might not start off right uh, on as an assistant coach. I think Bruce Matthews might be one of the only guys I remember that stepped right into it, but he'd played 27 years or so. So that was a little bit different. Um, so it's not like you guys come right into it and they're like, okay, so I'm going to show up and I'm going to work 18 hour days and you can just trust that I'll be fine with that. Right. I think that's part of it is they just, people want to be sure that you're going to be, have an appetite for the actual job. So that's not likely to happen, but there are guys like Brian Cushing who have been, you know, involved in some respects as, as a coach at one time or another. I know with Cushing, last time I talked to Cushing about it a few years ago, at the time, he was the assistant strength and conditioning coach, but he was he was in a spot where he really didn't want to work more hours than that. And yeah. So it was perfect for him. He could come and he didn't, you know, a lot of times a strength coach has to work the same co- hours as everybody else's hours. So I think that's why he was the assistant strength coaching, uh, assistant strength coach, not the strength coach. He, like, he just, that's not where he wanted to be. Now, sometimes, especially after your kids are in school and they start, not giving a damn if you're around anymore as much and everything. Maybe, maybe now it would be different. So he's a guy that I could see getting back. Yeah, how, I wonder how old his kids are. Let's I remember, let's see, in Hard Knocks when his one son was playing that, with that very realistic looking hammer. That's right. His kids were on Hard Knocks and they were they they I were remember, very they were like preschool age. I remember his son had a hammer that looked like an actual hammer, and I thought it was so cool that Cushing was letting his kid play <laughs> with a real hammer. No, at like the age of three, yeah, he was yeah. little, like two or three. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it was like a rubber hammer. So he's uh, they're still young enough that he's probably coaching them and stuff. It's going to be, I mean, if you're a Texan fan, a longtime Texan fan, uh, you know, going back to the, I'll call it the glory days of 2011, 2012, um, you're going to see a lot of those guys today, I think. It's yeah. going to be kind of a celebration of that era of Texans football. I think it'll be a it'll be a feel-good day today. I know there. it's a big day because Landry Locker is wearing a blazer. He's got a sport coat on, yeah. yeah. Landry Landry classes it up when it's either an NFL football game or yeah. something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is you take advantage of the Joseph A. Bank sale that comes once a year, and this is a $15 <laughs> coat. This is a $15 coat, man. Yeah. Is it, it once a year? Uh, they don't do that anymore. No, no, like the real big one, it, yeah. it just pops up on Instagram. You can't even find it online, but like you can get sport coats for like 15 bucks, 20. Well, it's, Joseph, it's like insane. Joseph A. Banks doesn't do that. They used to perpetually be having a huge sale where yeah, now it's, it's I, think they, I think they got told by the 
trade commission to knock that off a little bit. Yeah. Because now it's just good deals most of the time, but right. they're not billing it like it's a once yeah. once in forever. So. You yep. did feel pretty cheated when you'd go in there and it would be like uh, buy one, get two, and then all of a sudden it's like buy one, get four. You just felt you felt so so used. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a big day today. It's the, it was the I've never done this before of retail. Right. <laughs> I've yes. never done this before. <laughs> Southern Bell. But let me show you something. (laughs) (laughs) It sure seems like you've done this before. Uh, Oh yeah, real quick, Landry, I got to give away some Brooks and Dunn tickets. Sorry, I'll get back to you in a second. Blazer, Sean. I know, I know, it's big. I'll do this quick. Seven one three five seven two four six one zero. Caller number five. Four pack of tickets to see Brooks and Dunn sing Neon Moon at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo and other songs. March first. Keep listening all day. Two more chances to win during. In the loop, two more chances to win rodeo tickets this afternoon on the drive. 713-572-4610. Caller number five. What are you most looking forward to hearing answered today by by D'Amico Ryans? Uh, I kind of want to hear how important he thinks it is to get a quarterback. Mm. Uh, I would like to hear, like, what he says about that, like the philosophy on that. I want to hear Casario talk about working with D'Amico Ryans as compared to, like, working with Cully and uh, Lovey Smith. Not by, like, he's he's not going to like compare the two, but there were different ways in which he said it uh, when they were there. So I, I kind of want to hear that. Uh, and of course I want to know if he's going to call the defense or not. And most importantly, is Frank Ross staying around? It's really, Oh, that's big know. for in the loop. That's Frank a good Ross question. staying around. Yeah. We need Sugarfoot. I that's call a, Sugarfoot. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's a very good question because Frank Ross was, they had one of the best special teams units in the league this year. No doubt. They've, they've been good. It's just, it goes unnoticed when, everything else is so yeah, bad. It's yeah. one of the reasons they were able to stay close in a lot of these games. No it, doubt. It seems like something that, you know, it's not real philosophical. I mean, me and Wade kind of agreed on this. Like, you can have different philosophies on special teams, but for the most part, I would say if you just don't have to worry about it, uh, it would be a good thing, especially just having him around. You know what, though, too, Landry? I think that I, I've always looked at having good special teams as at least one indicator of how good a job your GM is doing. Because that's the... That's the work that's done at the margins a lot of times, like finding guys that are going to be able to contribute some way. And hopefully a lot of guys that are good on special teams end up also just being good special teams or good football players. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's definitely something to that. Absolutely. So you got Wade Smith in for John Lopez. He's here. He's he's here. He's excited. He's really excited. They got a in Houston. uh, He predicted. (laughs) 50 uh, former players. That's what 50. 50 was the number. Okay. I bet yeah. Wade, no, Wade goes to the ambassador stuff and everything. That's so true. Wade uh, is in it. That's an informed opinion right there. Yeah. That was his guess. 50. 50. 5 Wow. Okay. Um, I, I asked Seth who will be the most famous non-Andre Johnson. Non, why am I stressing the non-Andre Johnson player there? Okay. Jonathan Joseph will probably be there yeah that's yeah like you don't think jj shows probably not i don't know what he what lopez said he was in town for the uh presser on saturday well right? he was in a picture with a bunch of guys out to dinner i know that jj's just been sitting in a in a room with no windows i think waiting he's camping out the, i actually yeah. think i saw it they're gonna with un- all the former players out gonna, there camping Seth, out for the press you heard me earlier they're gonna wheel in a box and they're gonna open the box and out pops jj jj yep. you know what actually a big one and an interesting would be uh is cream jackson because Kareem he was in that picture the other day. Yeah, but he's yeah. active though. Would that be he's weird? A, it would be. Nah, not but he's a necessarily. He, well, no, but he's a free agent. Was oh, he free? He agent? Signed. I believe he signed a one-year deal at the end. But he was like he played all seventeen games this year. Yeah. Um, it would be a, maybe a little weird, but he's also a friend of D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. Would be, yeah. Arian would be strange. I, I. But I wouldn't be shocked. Arian was at a game at least once this year. Cleveland. When there was it. Yeah. I Cleveland. love this. These are the prop bets I'm here for. 
yes or no on guys showing up at the D'Amico press. Yeah, someone on y'all's show brought up Arian being a running back coach. He was I listened to that PFT com- commenter podcast, yeah. and Arian basically said his one philosophy as a coach is they don't need to practice much. Yeah. So yeah, and he, he was joking. He's like, he's like, I'm not a coach. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we look forward to in the loop. You and Smitty. That's, I'm just thinking of Arian like talking to the players during a break. We're like, you guys sure you really want to do this? <laughs> I mean, there's other things you could be doing with your life. <laughs> antibodies to you? Yeah, antibodies in right. 359. Yeah, 359 p.m. It's gonna today. be like our new stoner jargon, like 420 used yes, to be. Yes, yes. Now it'll be like 359 if you know what I'm saying. Hey, we'll carry it live 7:30 a.m. tomorrow. Nick Casario on the show. Until then, have a great D'Amico day, everybody. He's insisting that the audience just wants to be food sped. Antibodies to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t